This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Strangers and Aliens, Episode 176, Return of the X-Files, Part 2. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend, Palmer. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Welcome to Strangers and Aliens, everybody. My name is Steve MacDonald. I am here with Ben Avery, and we are going to discuss the last three episodes of the new X-Files season. So the last half of this <laughs> six-episode season. Can you see the quotes? Uh, season 10. Season season 10. Season 10. If you can see the quotes there. Quotes. So anyway, yes. So um, season 10, season 10 of the X-Files episode four called home again, episode five called Babylon and episode, episode six, six, my struggle, my struggle to I, I, oh, two, two. Oh man. Well, let's recap. Okay. The first half of this season <laughs> were uh, a mythology episode called My Struggle, mm-hmm. Founder's Mutation, where they have reopened the X-Files, and it's a pretty classic um, gross-out-in-some-places-mystery episode, what's going on, right. you know, with a twist, you know, ending or whatever. Uh, a comedy episode, Mulder and Scully meet the Monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So then we get Home Again, which is a more of a character episode where it's exploring um, Mulder and Scully as they're dealing with tragedy and mm-hmm. and things like that. And it has a monster. It's a monster of the week. Right. And Babylon, which is where we get kind of the, we're going to explore some spiritual questions. Mm-hmm. And then we get my struggle too. <laughs> right. <laughs> which okay <laughs> it just seems so penultimate but we'll get into that we'll get into that. yeah well and what's the definition of penultimate uh it's one step before ultimate <laughs> yeah next to last basically or yes yes <sighs> I, I and to also recap i was enjoying the first half of the season i enjoyed I... the first half a lot i enjoyed all three of those episodes uh, a lot and if i remember you were kind of you were you were back and forth you liked some and parts and did not like other parts is that correct 
Yeah, it was sort of a decline. So the first episode I thought was was the strongest of the three. The second one, I enjoyed some aspects of it, but still wasn't, you know, feeling it. And then the third one I thought was ridiculous. <laughs> right, right. And, and in one word, one word uh, nutshell there, ridiculous. Yeah, and but, uh, it was intended to be ridiculous, but I don't think that's the ridiculous that you were experiencing. No, no, you were experiencing it wasn't, uh, kind of. It, it was ridiculous in the sense of it frustrated you because it, it was ridiculous. It should be ridiculed in that sense, yeah. um, not like, oh, ha ha, this is so dumb. It's funny. It's more like, oh, this is ridiculous. But anyway, so um, dumb that it's dumb. So dumb that it's dumb. Home again was difficult for me to get through because um, Scully is dealing with the the hospitalization and slow decline of her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom uh, passed away about nine years ago and it's still, it's still that fresh. Um, so seeing her mom hooked up the machines and stuff like that, it just... It took me out of the episode. Um, I was enjoying the trash man parts of it. Mm -hmm. So I really tried to, to, you know, stay into it in that way. Um, But just very difficult for me to to get through. Um, Hmm. It's just that type of thing. I think that made it a really powerful episode. Um, So... You know, I can't speak for other people. I'm not sure how they assimilated, you know, this into their lives and, you know, things that happen in their lives. Um, but to me personally, it, it was it was overwhelmingly powerful. So I guess they did their job <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I think it should be. And, you know, I think it's it's that type of a thing. But, um, to me, it was just, it was hard to, to put that together with, with the trash man part of it. Um, I'd like to go back and watch it again and try to try to, you know, watch it knowing what I'm getting into instead of just being presented with it. Um, so, uh, so that was my take on it anyway. Well, and this is something they did often in the series where they bring in family members and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And they would, um, you know, really expand on these outside relationships that you don't spend a lot of time with. But um, I and I appreciated that part of this. I haven't had the same uh, uh, experience as, as you, but it was still powerful. It was still powerful. And you have uh, Scully, who's you know, she's asking questions now about why and is there meaning to this and to that, and why is she wearing this quarter around? around her neck you know mm-hmm. and there's there's this element of she had this life of things that scully just didn't know about right and that also made it uh uh powerful because of the, of the personal reaction of a character that you know we haven't spent 20 years with but we've known for 20 years you know right and and this was one of those where i, I was you know looking at that element and saying to myself Hey, that's that's the kind of thing we're hoping for, right? That's gonna be we're gonna 
jump into the heads of our characters and, and see where they're going and where they're coming from. And and then you have this, again, gross monster, this the monster of the week that is just this force of destruction, mm-hmm. you know, and just just the, it's gross what he does to bodies. Yeah. Puts them in the back of this truck or whatever. And, and then the twist about where the creature came from and what the creature is made of and what brought the creature to life and all these kind of things. Um, made it for an enjoyable episode. So, yeah, I put this episode on on that side of the scale where, you know, if you're just doing a thumb up and thumb down, this is a thumb up episode. So for me, this is four thumb up episodes. This is, this is four episodes I would put on that positive side. For me, the I'll, I'll just say the jury's still out. I'm thinking it's going to be a positive episode when I look at it again, um, but I'm going to have to look at it again. <laughs> Uh, and I've got some questions about if there's reason to come back again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so episode five was called Babylon. Mm-hmm. And this one, um, my friend Tim Barron, he uh, he sent me some messages um, just about how much he hated this episode and that I hadn't seen it yet. And so mm-hmm. I start watching it and it's like, well, this is actually they're potentially able to go into some places that I would really not appreciate. Uh, and they didn't, they didn't go as far as they could have gone or maybe would have gone. Um, they, they held back and they restrained themselves. And there are some surprises too, where they were actually showing people of middle Eastern descent as terrorists who are intending to be terrorists. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised by that. Um, and then you had the kind of the the new proto Scully and Fox that they throw in there. These two, right. two Einstein new ep- and uh, Harris and Miller. What was it? Yeah, Einstein and Miller. Yeah, and Miller is a Fox Mulder, mm-hmm. and Einstein is absolutely a Scully. Yeah. He believes she's a skeptic. But then they end up teaming up with their opposite from the older couple mm-hmm. because of, you know, just different the way circumstances go. Scully teams up with Miller because she knows he's going to be interested in trying out a scientific thing that's going to prove out a more, I don't know, pseudoscience uh, explanation for him. And then when Einstein sees that, sees that they're paired up um, – Fox wants to work with Einstein with a scientific eye on a pseudo spiritual thing that he's going to use to talk to someone who's dead. Right. And so you have those elements and we're going to be spoiling. I should probably warn. I don't think we can talk about this without spoiling here, but so they end up teaming up with their opposite on the other side. And that, that made for some, some interesting and, and fun moments. Um, but yeah, they've got a dead suicide bomber or not dead, a dying suicide bomber mm-hmm. in a hospital and they need to find out what's the next target and their only witness who can give them the next target and save lives is this dying suicide bomber. And so now you have Scully and Mulder both working with the other side, this younger agent to talk to the dead or the dying rather right 
suicide bomber. And yeah, overall, I, I think I liked this episode. It was probably one I liked the least, maybe, <laughs> but uh, because it, it does some things where I'm just like, uh, there's a weird, that weird dream sequence. Yeah. Because was... Mulder took the mushroom pill. Well, he took a pill. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if she said it was a placebo to keep herself from getting in trouble. Because she tells Skinner, or she tells Mulder, rather, in front of Skinner, it wasn't real. It was a placebo. But then he had this whole trip where he is strutting down the hospital hallways like John Travolta at the beginning of Staying Alive. He ends up in a uh, country western bar and doing uh, you know line dancing with them. Right. Uh, and Steve, I must apologize to you. Mm-hmm. I said there was no way. Right. No way. They were bringing back the lone gunman, and exactly. you said, "I think they could." And yeah. I said they're dead, and you said, "I don't remember them being dead, but they still could." Yeah. And they did. They did. In the and they sequence. are they are dead. But still, yeah, but they were brought back in this dream sequence where he's trying to communicate with the dead, the dying. Uh, Well, yeah, the dying. (laughs) And so he has a vision of this strange boat that seems to be like taking uh, this dying suicide bomber to wherever he's going to go in the afterlife. Mm -hmm. His mother is holding him there. It's it's absolutely supposed to look like the Pieta. Am I saying that right? Pieta, 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 where uh, Mary is uh, holding her son Jesus from the cross after the just, cross, you know, yeah. just down from the cross. It's a very famous painting, and you see it in other movies too. Uh, Superman, where Superman's mom is uh, holding as Superman returns. I think it is where Superman's mom is holding right after he crashes to earth. Right. After the second time he goes to into space and he comes back down crashes and she, she's holding him. So, um, but very, yeah, very famous. It's very, um, uh, done, you know, in, in more places than probably you, you realize it's what you call extra biblical. I mean, it's, it's not something that couldn't have happened, right? but it's not something recorded in, the gospel account. Right. And it does show his mother's devotion to him, how, you know, even in death, she was taking care of him, which I don't think is a, is a negative thing. I don't think anyone should, should take it away from it, but obviously it's, it's not, you know, it's not a biblical account, but not a big deal. And the original sculpture is beautiful. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. I mean, it is a beautiful work of art. Um, and, there's a reason it gets referenced. It's a beautiful and powerful work of art. Mm-hmm. And so here it's being referenced with this, uh, a woman that we haven't seen before. And I was trying to figure out who this woman could have been. Um, I'm kind of an idiot in that I was trying to figure out, well, who would be the woman <laughs> that's it? standing, you know, sitting in the place of the mother? Yes. Who, who could that be? Uh, we haven't seen her, though. No. And, and he whispers some words to Mulder. That we in can't the, hear. We can't hear. Um, we find out later that it was in, uh, was it in Arabic that he was speaking? Most likely, yeah. yeah. Um, but then we also find out that the woman 
there's a woman who shows up to the hospital where they have guards and stuff because there's been bomb threats because people have been trying to um, kill him and you know, he's he, he's in danger even as he's dying uh, of being killed. But they have to keep him alive to get the answers. Mm-hmm. And there's a woman outside the hospital that they won't let in. And Mulder sees her and lets her in and it's the woman from his dream. It's his mother. And so, you know, and, and then you have Scully going and, and doing the scientific, more scientific thing where they you know, hook up a, I don't even know what they're doing exactly, but they're, they're <laughs> checking out electronic pulses or whatever. And, and so as they're talking about things, um, he's getting, it's, it's the electronic brainwave impulse version of blink once for yes and twice for no. Right, right. I mean, they're basically putting him in Captain Pike's wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep. Uh, and and so th- from this they're able to um realize that there was something to the vision that that fox had and so he repeats the words that the terrorist gave him and the words include the phrase babylon and there's a babylon hotel that they go to where the um sleeper cell of terrorists is getting ready for another attack and right. they stop it and so what's interesting is that this does kind of get into the spiritual questions. It lumps almost all spirituality into one, one thing, uh, you know, one truth. So, you know, Oh, you know, Scully's God, you know, is, is one thing. And, uh, the, and is the same thing as whatever this thing that Mulder got out of, you know, the, he, the trip, real or, or not was right. used, you know, by, by God. And there, there's this weird thing about the sound of trumpets. <laughs> it just doesn't well, make real, sense. That's a real thing. There's, there's a, a, an aural phenomenon where people hear what sounds to them like trumpets. And really? I think it's been debunked to some, some extent, but you know, people still are hearing these things and, huh. You know, a, a lot of people think it's well. It's you know the precursor in in Revelation that you know the the angel with the trumpet, um, you know, calling the the end of time. But if it if that were true, then time would sort of be wrapping up, and everyone would be hearing the trumpets. So because it's kind of just quiet trumpets that <laughs> a few people are hearing. It's like, hey, we're coming. Yeah, it's, it's happening soon. Uh, we're not bringing the whole band yet. Yeah, you know, so we're just bringing a couple guys. They're just gonna whisper the trumpet in your ear. But it starts out as a, a news report that they're talking about, you know, and mm-hmm. and and then it doesn't come up again until the end when right. Hull, when when Mulder hears hears those trumpets. Yeah, and of but. course it doesn't follow up on it. This was a very disjointed episode for me. Um, didn't enjoy it, and you know, coming off of an episode where there's someone in a hospital bed about to die going to another episode where there's someone in a hospital bed about to die. It's sort of like, you know, (laughs) if you're going to reuse things, don't do it in a six episode series, you know, in the six episode season. It's just, and especially don't put the episodes right next to each other. Back to back. Yeah. 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 So that was disjointed. I don't really, enjoy um fictional depictions of uh militant islam 
because it never can do it justice unless you're you know outlying the 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 history of islam and the reasons why all these things are happening and the you know all this stuff it, it just it's too much of a gloss over too quick too quickly done um and you know i've, I've never seen anyone sort of bring it back to the point where people can realize what islam is in a larger sense. And this podcast isn't the place for it either. If we really wanted to, we could do that. And no, someone wants no. to talk to me about it, contact me, we can talk, but you but, know, it's, it just doesn't do it justice. I do feel like this added to the discourse a little bit though. And what was interesting to me is that this episode did not go into the idea of, well, who's the real villain? Who's the real terrorist? Why are they terrorists? Well, obviously they're terrorists because we have pushed them to it. And we, you know, and instead it asks an even better question. And it's an interesting question. And it's that thing that Mulder brings up is who taught them to hate? You know, mm. who taught them to do this? And, and then you kind of, there's this kind of nurture and nature kind of thing. But then there's also the forces of nurture where the mom comes and, you know, she's kind of pushing him to not be this. She didn't want him to be this. And he was kind of on the fence, but he ended up going along with it. Mm -hmm. And then you see that he, you know, there was an even larger group of, of people who were a part of this and that he was a part of this larger group, even though it was only two of them at first for the first bombing. And so you see this, you know, group mentality, you know, where it, who, who taught him to hate? Well, he fell in with people who accepted him and he was, you know, a part of that group. And that's what the group did. And it's it's interesting to me that they went there. It's interesting to me that they went ahead and said, you know what, we're going to go ahead and portray something that's going on. And yeah, it doesn't explore all of the details. It can't. You can't in an, in an hour long episode of anything. You don't have time to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but it did start asking questions that I think are questions that people should be asking. And for us, there's different answers than for other people because we look at the, the scripture, you know, who taught him to hate? Well, that's that's human nature. That's that's fallen man right there. Yeah. And and then you get into those other things like you're talking about, the history of Islam and the history of, um, you know, just it's a long, long history. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for an episode of The X-Files, this gave us – that kind of question that got me thinking like, oh, that is the kind of questions that we, that art should be asking us to ask. Um, but then also it gave us the trip, which was goofy at times and too long <laughs> to me. Yeah. It was just way and over the top and way, way over the top. It, what, what took it so far over the top that it was the, the backflip. Yeah. The standing yeah. flip. And you're just like, okay, so wait a minute. Is this all in his head right now? And then you find right. out it's not. It wasn't all in his head. He was out right. there dancing. Yeah. Um, the flip probably was in his head. The the three, you know, the lone gunman showing up, that that was in his head. But yeah, I but, expected and, and, them and to again, have a message for him. And again, it's a, it's another drug reference after the you know the the 
the uh, the Ware Monster episode. Right. Another another drug reference, and I'm like, what's the? De- you have two now, two of the six episodes dealing with a dead, a dying person in a bed and trying to communicate with them. You have two of the episodes with drug, I mean, heavy drug references. They took like five minutes out of the the episode to show his, his trip. If it were that short, I don't even know But if (laughs) if it was a trip, if it wasn't a trip, it doesn't matter, but it was just over the top uh, unnecessary and dopey. So, you know, I know I'm just, it's, it's losing it for me. It's just losing it for me. And so this is, this is the penultimate episode leading up to what I call the penultimate episode. (laughs) Yeah. Your, your message to me was, Hey Ben, shouldn't we wait until after episode seven to talk about the show? Yeah. So, Oh, Steve. My struggle part two. Yeah. I don't even know what was going on here. I don't, I don't, I. It, well, it, it, it dealt ostensibly with, with a, a, an overarching conspiracy mm-hmm. where they are. The virus. Yeah. They're, they're, it's, it's like a virus and a virus and they're, killing people with this virus but it's it's a long it you know it it goes back to the 60s so it's it's this thing that's been happening mm-hmm. that they've been seeding for a while and you get uh, another appearance since uh, ep- uh episode 1 of the cigarette smoking man and we get a little bit more of his background um and his involvement in this whole thing and then yeah. his involvement with with uh with Mulder, you know, his, his relationship with him, his, you know, is he lying about it or does he really feel that way about Mulder? You know, so you're getting all this deep stuff and, you know, at the same time you're getting, uh, Joel McRae, I forget his character's name, but, the, um, you're getting his, the talk his, show host guy. Yeah. His, his talk show. And he's talking about it from, from the media angle, which I thought they really did well. Um, and Scully, you know, and Einstein, you know, trying to figure out how to how to combat this thing. Um, you have uh, Miller getting Mulder and, you know, all this stuff happening. And then you have the the end. Which isn't an end. It's a cliffhanger. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I said, I'm looking at this and what do I want what do I want from this? I just want a good ending. Yeah. You know, that was like, right. And I, I said that pretty confident that I was going to get that. And instead we get this cliffhanger ending that, yeah, I mean, the world is about to end with all the, with the contagion and everything. And then you have a UFO that Scully looks up and sees mm-hmm. and, oh man. And then roll credits. And then roll credits. Yeah. And, and there was some good good stuff to it. I mean, they even got into, again, with, uh, and they could have done this more, but the, um, the oh, what's the, the chicken pox, not chicken pox. The, Anthrax? The small, no, the smallpox uh, vaccine that Scully got, you know, and they're talking about some of the, they could have even gone further with vaccination 
mm-hmm. um, conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And um, there's some interesting stuff that they, they bring back um, Reyes. Yeah, yeah. Which that was a nice little, nice callback, a nice bring back. That was and, interesting. Yeah. Um, there's so much good to this episode, even though it does get a little convoluted and confusing with what's going on, who's doing what now. But then, you know, as it's going along, you know, they're doing things, classic things, classic X-Files things. Uh, but then it just builds up to nothing. Which well, it builds is, up to something, but we don't uh, know what it's built up to. Right, right. It builds up to something that they aren't going to tell us. It builds up to, you know, ask questions that they're not going to answer. And my understanding was that there is no way that they were going to be coming back and doing another series. I heard that Chris Carter has said, well, we're coming back, you know, but that doesn't. Well, even at the at the very beginning of the episode where it, where it usually says the truth is out there, it said this is the end. Right. Right. So, you know, I mean, is does that mean is that in context to the, the show? The I mean, is this the end of time? <laughs> You know, in the X Files universe, or is this the end? Is this the last episode? This, yeah, yeah. If they had just ended this a little more definitively, they could have left some questions out there. It yeah. would have been rewriting. I mean, they're not just rewriting the ending; they're rewriting the entire episode to do this. But if they had just ended it slightly different, you know, just bend it over to the right just a little bit to give us a little bit of an ending. Uh, <laughs> I would have said this is this was perfect. This is a perfect return for the X Files, but because of the way they ended it, it just it just hit me on the wrong note. And you know, I just wanted a good ending. I I just wanted to be able to say this six episodes of the X Files, up and down, warts and all. It's a perfect cross section of what the X Files was, and it gave us a nice send off to our characters much better than the ones that we got before. I can't say that now. <laughs> no. See, I wanted something that would what that was sort of, you know, the over the top thing where, you know, you you're pulling out all the stops and you're getting um, you know, some of the deeper characters and stuff like that. And we did get that. We got Reyes, we got um uh, you know, a couple other little nuggets like that. And then, you know, the the deep conversation with with the uh, cigarette smoking man you had this stuff happening and I mean over, I mean, obviously a pandemic is huge. You know, they're, they're going to be doing something on a worldwide scale now. Um, and you know, they're, they're talking about their, their son. Um, and you're thinking, Oh, they're, you know, you're finally going to get that part of it. Uh, they're, you know, at the very beginning, it had flashbacks to episode one where, um, the, yeah, that, yeah. That other girl was, and you're like, oh, the one she got abducted. We're gonna see her again. See how see how that whole thing works out, and then it just ends with the light coming down from you know, a, a supposedly a UFO, and then roll credits, and you're just sort of like, huh? You know, it, it was dis. Uh, it was just not satisfying. It was no. not satisfying, and no. after giving us episodes that were basically callbacks but new and fresh to old stuff that they were doing to do this and to say you know what we're just gonna get... i feel like this is i i don't know i don't know what chris carter is trying to say with this ending because i i 
I can't imagine them catching lightning in a bottle again to tr- to get all the things in place that they need for it to come together again. And well, I can only thinking about it one way. I think to myself, perhaps they. I don't. I don't really know how Hollywood works. So. <laughs> Perhaps they said, you know, hey, we're gonna do, we're gonna have two in the can, and and if it's doing well, run episode, you know, uh, episode six A, and if it's not, if it's really starting to tank, do episode six B, and you know, six B would be the one where it all wraps up somehow, and six A would be the one where. Well, it's doing well, and we want to give someone a cliffhanger so it'll have that interest for people to to want to have that extra episode, and then or you know extra season or whatever, and then they can jump off of that. So you know, I'm thinking it could be something like that. Mm, I I I don't. I there. I have heard of a couple times where people have done that, where they've filmed two endings. Mm. You know, I, I don't think that's what's going on here. I do know Chris Carter. Like I said, he said they're coming back. He said he's, he feels pretty confident that they're going to have another season, but uh. it uh, it didn't do well. The episode. Um, you mean in the ratings? In yeah, or in the, just in, the, in general. Uh, well, it in the in on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it has oh. a thirty-five percent approval rating. Um, well, the the question is is not necessarily the approval rating. But the the question is um, the viewership totals, right? And yeah. you know, is it enough to to warrant an, another season? Yeah. But <clears throat> I'm, you know, if they do come back, I, I'd 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 enjoy it if they would come back and wrap up what they're doing here and get into some of these questions that they're making us ask about William. You know, they're they're spending time talking about their son, but they're they're not giving any. You know, they're saying, hey, you remember this? We're going to bring it up again, but then we're not going to give you any kind of, you know, yeah. we're going to bring this up in a, such a way that you want to know more because we're suggesting that there's more to know. Yeah. From a storytelling perspective, this is, this is reprehensible because you're seeding the, the whole story with characters, <laughs> with, you know, items, with things and then just not using them, not going back to them, not resolving them. Yeah. And it's just like, well, what's why even give us that? I mean, it, it, you can't be all MacGuffins. It can't be all red herrings, <laughs> you know. So what do you, you know, what what are we getting out of this? Right now, we have, you know, I mean, tons of stuff that need to be resolved. If you're not going to resolve it, then don't do it. I know. Why why give us this much? You know, I'll it'll also, be like, you know, a, a couple of baseball teams getting together and saying, oh, we're, we can't play a whole game, but, you know, we'll do like seven, seven and a half innings or so. And not declare a winner. Yeah. And just, just let it go at that. You know, just whoever's ahead at that time, I guess, you know, that'll be. And if people are still on base and we feel like we're going to end it, you know, no big deal. It's just like, why play the game? Right. You know, it's just it's ridiculous at at some level, and this just leaves it at the ridiculous level. If they're not going to do anything, if they it. don't do anything more, exactly. Yeah. Um, and and that's that's the thing, I guess. And and this is 
I've talked about this before. It frustrates me when you have a show that ends on an intentional cliffhanger and then doesn't get picked up again, you yeah. know, for, for another season that frustrates me because it leaves you hanging. And, and we, we want endings. Humans yeah. want endings to the stories. Now in life, you know, and I've got the, this hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy book that, that Douglas Adams didn't write called, um, what is that there? And another thing it's written by, mm-hmm. written by Ian Colfer. Right. And it talks about how in real life, there's one ending to a story, you know, and that's, that's when the person dies, that's the end of their story, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but we still, we want conclusions, we want endings and we want to be able to go through and, and walk on a path, follow an arc, get to the end and see change mm-hmm. and, and not be left hanging like this. It's just, un, it's unnatural for human the human mind in my in my opinion right um especially for 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 narrative for storytelling right you know yeah. it just it doesn't do well <laughs> you know in in your brain when you don't have a, a conclusion when you don't have that that ending thing you know, and I mean, some ways people can say, oh, it's so meta because now, you know, you can sort of, you know, who who's in that spaceship? Could it be maybe it's maybe it's William, you know, maybe it's maybe aliens it's, or maybe it's the, you know, cigarette smoking man or his yeah, men syndicate. It could be almost anything. Isn't it cool that you can just sort of, you know, make up your own ending? But I'm like, no, it it just it doesn't work. Postmodernism is something that I fight against because it's glorification of the indefinite glorification of, of, you know, whatever your uh, interpretation is, is valid. And you can't, as, as a Christian, you can't have that. As a Christian, you need the definite, you need that concrete thing because you know, Jesus is the truth, the life, the way he's not a truth or a possible truth, or, you know, there's not another truth out there. There's one and it's him and these concrete things. When you have this postmodern mindset, it takes away from that definiteness. It takes away from that truth. But see, I don't, I don't mind so much though, an indefinite ending or, an ending where you just, you know, it's up for interpretation. I don't mind that. What I do mind, you know, if they just ended with, oh, there's a, a UFO. It, what is it? I don't know. If they'd ended with that, that I'm okay with. It's just they set up so many other things that they just didn't come back to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ending it with in such a way where you just, okay, so what does this mean? Let's Let's talk about what this means. Or, you know. How an indefinite ending of meaning is one thing, but an indefinite ending of plot is another. And it just, it just, it bothers me. Now, if they do come back, I'll, I'll be more forgiving because then it wasn't the end. (laughs) It wasn't the end. And if they do come back, I hope they bring back Einstein and Miller. I liked them. They were interesting, although they just really seemed like, rehashes you know they there was very little that set them apart from the originals so 
Yeah, but that I think that was the point. I know, but and then you, you you so you brought him in for the one episode and it feels like a joke. Then you brought him back for this episode, and you're wondering, okay, can they go beyond that? And I would love to see them back again and see if they can come back and not be a joke and actually have some development in such a way that it's not just a rehash, but we find out they are different things. They are not just clones of Fox and Mulder, but they have their own agendas and they have their own um, feelings, thoughts and, and thought processes. So I, I would like to see them back again, but overall I liked this season, I I just the ending soured it for me, and I probably won't be coming back. Uh, well, I can't say that because I I enjoyed them. I I probably I I won't be coming back to this episode unless unless there is another season. But yeah, I'd come back only, to the Wear Monster. I think I'd watch that again. The only one I'd watch again is Home Again, and that's just because of the stuff that we discussed. But uh, yeah. It's, but it gave us stuff to talk about. That's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> not always. It's not the it end all and be all. It wasn't completely horrible. So yeah. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We keep we keep giving box office quotes or not box <laughs> box art quotes not rather. Completely horrible. It's not completely horrible. Steve McDonald, Strangers and Aliens. There you go. Well, Steve, I think that's that's enough. About X Files, I guess, for a little while. We'll I think see so. if they come back, but and maybe we'll try and get Evan in and and listen, not listening, but watching some X Files stuff. But um, for now, I think we're done with Mulder and Scully. What do you say? I'm I'm pretty done with Mulder and Scully. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, any final words then? Uh, the, the truth, the life, the way. They're, they're not that far out there. Oh. Keep looking for them. I like that. They're not that far out there. Yeah, that was good. And I just have to say thanks for listening. And Godspeed. <laughs>